gives us nothing but take from them everything. I can do whatever I want since Krabby Patty is not here, so I can say I am Junior. I'm Buck Lightning. <laughs> ah, I am your host Wayne, and we actually do miss Mr. Buck Lightning wherever he is. Actually, I, I was corrected um, last show by Buck Lightning by li- 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 Butt Lightning. Um, Butt Lightning. <laughs> Sounds like uh, something you have after uh, like a third world country buffet. Yes, he's he's actually in. Um, he's not at uh, Dragon Con. I'm sorry because that's not not happening yet. He is actually at MegaCon, which is Mega. uh, um, in Florida. Right. It's a, it's bigger than possibly. I don't know if it's not bigger than Dragon Con, is it? Uh, it's huge. He said it's. Well, it's, it's it. I guess thus the name, but I, I wasn't sure if it was actually bigger than Dragon Con. Oh, uh, yeah, because... Because it's mega? Yeah. No. Because he just told me a little while ago that uh, when they were waiting to get in, there were about as many people out there to get in this place as there are to get into the Magic Kingdom in the morning. Oh, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> exactly. I was like, good God. And little do they know there's only five vendors inside. That's it. That's all. Mega God! <laughs> Get it? It's, it's a mega con. It's, it's a mega con. I get yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. You know, you get three dudes in there selling, like, used T-shirts. Yeah. And one guy who's cutting up, like, newspaper comics and putting them together and making little books out of them. There you go. That's it. Mega con. How you doing over there, Romy? I, I'm doing good. Doing good. It's a, it's a good day, so I can't complain. You? I'm okay with this fucking dog next door keeps barking. Uh, I don't know why they leave this dog outside, but one day I'm going to poison it. Um, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh, for those of you who really know me, you know I'm not going to poison the dog. I'm just just give the dog bubble gum. I'm going to shoot it. Uh, no way, it's anyway. chewing something all the time and it can't bark. <laughs> It'll just be outside going. So <laughs> we're here on this lovely Saturday. Saturday. Uh, you guys won't hear this till. Monday or Sunday or whichever day I feel like posting it. So, nah! Um, <laughs> Buck's away playing with himself at MegaCon. And no one wanted to be a guest on our show today. Actually, it's not that anybody didn't want to be. Our guest actually couldn't make it because he is catching a flight somewhere. So, fuck you, Vernon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it makes it difficult. You know, you have to turn all electrical devices off on the plane, so. Yeah, so, I mean... It's cool. Are you still eating mango? I am. Good lord. <laughs> Don't hate. You, could, you complain about my electronic cigarette and you're over here munching on the mango. I'm sorry, I'm starving. Um, but anyway, uh, you, uh, you had a couple stories for us. Uh, yes, I did. Actually, I found a few interesting articles, but before we get into that, 
I want you people to know that on May 9th we have that show coming up. I know you always listened, and I know you all know, but I'm going to remind y'all every time, every episode, you're going to have to hear me, Rum, and maybe even Adam if he gets on here, talk about the May 9th show, which is at Southport Hall. Now, the show does start exactly at 10 o'clock. It's kind of going to be a rush. Everybody's going to be a mad rush. So doors open at 10. The show starts exactly at, I think they said 10.15. It's the latest that we can start. So it's going to be a crazy, crazy show. So you're going to be walking in as as it all begins. You're going to be coming in to the bands. You're going to be coming in to all the madness uh, that is going to be ensuing. There's not going to be a dull moment in there. It's going to be... It's going to be like a Die Hard movie. It just starts off with an explosion, and it ends with a bang. (laughs) Uh, But we just want to remind you that um, Operation Overlord, which was formerly known as People on the Side, they are opening the show. Woo! Um, We will have – we're not really sure when and what – which one of uh, Spooky LaStrange's girls are going to be there, but they will be there. Um, and I'm not sure if they're going to go in between the bands or it's just in between um, House of Goats, which plays a split play second, and the headliner, which is Disciples of Thrash, which is a thrash metal cover band, if anybody does not know. Yeah, they're very good. Um, also, I am personally working on um, some MHOG swag, and I am also working on a a prom T-shirt. That's going to be very limited, probably going to have about 50 copies of it if we do have that many. Uh, they're going to be 25 apiece, and uh, it's going to be only for this show, and that's it. Once they're gone, they're gone. We don't have any more. We're not making any more. So if we have them there, grab them while you get the chance, you know, because they won't be there after they're gone. So, And all proceeds of the T-shirt go to help out your local podcasters. Yes, the MHOG podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stay on the air, people. Buy a T-shirt. Please, please, please buy our stuff. Uh, we probably won't be making anything off this show except for what we sell in merchandise. And uh, if you guys love us, which I know you guys do because you're all listening to us, uh, please buy our crap. There's a bunch of it. We're going to have stuff. I don't even know. We're going to have picture packs, all kind of stuff that you guys can do. It's going to be interesting. So, now, This is a great opportunity for anybody who is listening who wants to go, man, you you know, share some of the stuff we've done with some of your friends, and this is an awesome opportunity for a road trip. So wherever you're at, if you're in uh, Canada, if you're on the West Coast, if you're just England. in Alabama or wherever in the States, UK, good time for a road trip. You hear us, I'm Art. Yep. Yep. UK. Yep. Come on. Come on. Yeah. There's. There. This is. This is the perfect opportunity. If you are not from down in Louisiana, this is a good opportunity to say, Hey, let's just blow everything off and just jump in a van, a truck, a freaking Winnebago or a, a compact car, whatever. Get down there. Go to this show and see what the music scene is like down in Louisiana. You're gonna have three great bands. And it's going to be a great showcase for you to just see that. And then while you're down there, you can do some sightseeing, maybe go into downtown New Orleans or whatever. But you got to come to the show. Yeah, and on, love top, it. and on top of that, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is the first weekend of Jazz Fest. So you not only can you come to our show that night, but the next day 
you guys can go to Jazz Fest and spend the entire day and watch an acts at Jazz Fest, and you know. So, so it's metal and jazz. It's a fusion. Well, We're bringing genres together. Technically, it's called Jazz Fest, but I don't really think there's much jazz acts there. I mean, you know, it's like Bruce Springsteen and stuff like that. You know. Well, that's not really jazzy, is it? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm sure there's some guy somewhere playing jazz. So if you like that, there you go. Yeah. If you like Springsteen, it's not your fault, but there you go. <laughs> Let me just say that we really hope all of you guys come, and uh, we will have um, a mailing list set there so that uh, we can start mailing out to all of our fans, besides on Facebook and on our websites. Uh, we're going to start mailing out um, info on our next events and stuff like that. We so want you part of the MHOG militia. Yes. That is the growing, we, we are growing the army. The people are, the people have, have spoken. They want it. We're going to give it to them. Join up now. Cost you nothing. Just listen. Maybe buy a t-shirt. Help us out. That's awesome. So come on down. Yeah. Enjoy it. May 9th, Southport Hall. 12 bucks a ticket. Um, uh, just come on in. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but, uh, enough of promoting that. I found um, a, a interesting article that one of our friends posted. Actually, he's your brother-in-law. Rob. My brother-in-law? Our brother-in-law. Actually, okay. Okay, cool. Actually posted something interesting. Um, first, I thought, uh, first, I thought it was a joke, to be completely, utterly honest with you. Uh, but Jim and the Holograms are coming to live-action film. Jim, truly outrageous Jim? Yes. I heard she's truly, truly, truly outrageous. But I just, I just, I, when I heard this, I was like, really? Okay, this is a great opportunity to insert that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was kind of interesting that this actually is still going to be something. Uh, well, I, you know, for what it was, I guess, back in the day, it, it was, it was, it was kind of cool, you know, it was. Well, what's kind of, what's kind of weird about it though is if I'm not 100% sure yet, I still have to do some more research on it, so don't, but I think it's all being done by drag queens. Are you serious? <laughs> I shit you not. So it's, so let me get, it's a live action movie that they took the concept of Jim and decided, it's pro, I, I could probably tell you what the movie is right now. There's a band and it can't make it. But there's a there's a, a niche for uh, uh, their agent says oh, I'm only doing female bands. So these guys dress up like women and do their songs, and they get and then all of a sudden there's this whole controversy, and all of a sudden they come out at the end that they're actually men. I could see that 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 would be a decent movie. I think it'd be kind of like uh, I that'd be kind of weird. I'm sure who's, who's putting it on? Would you know? It'd be like um, an MTV original movie or something. No, 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 no. This is a real, real movie because, uh, John M. Chu, the guy who directed, um, GI Joe retaliation is directing the movie. And, oh, wow. uh, and the guy, Jason Bloom, who produced paranormal activity and insidious is actually doing the producing Scott from, they Wait, go hand in hand. Scott Brom, who who is the man who discovered Justin Bieber, is doing the music. Usher? No, the the actual guy, Scooter Brom. Oh, the producer, the music producer. Oh, the actually, producer. Yeah, not not um. Usher. Uh, yeah, whatever the hell his name is. His real name is not Usher. Usher. But I just thought it was interesting, and and I'm not really sure 100 percent if if it's going to be you know uh, what you call it. Uh, drag queens or not, but it just it, it just there's like it just seems like that would fit really well. I, I could see that because in the article, article I'm reading, it, it does mention um, 
people play uh, former contestants from RuPaul's dra- uh, Drag Race. So that kind of makes me think that those people may be involved. Ah, well, that's cool. So that's that's something to keep an eye out for, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting, you know. Yeah, it's you know, pop culture meets modern day. That's kind of neat. I mean, it's you know, it would probably. I mean, it's it, it would, would really do as well as my He-Man movie would. No, shut up with that shit. <laughs> it would be truly outrageous. It would. But what what is some of your give me, give me one of your lovely stories that you were telling me about, sir? Uh, well, this this was kind of cool. This is a a story of um, that I, I think we all could would like to relate to. This guy goes, and I, I didn't realize this. Um, I, I guess it makes sense. Uh, if there are large quantities of scrap metal, this is what this guy does. He goes out and he buys like bulk lots of scrap metal, for, and they bid on the scrap metal stuff, and then they take it, and they don't know what's really how much is in there or if they're going to make anything on it. But I guess it was at an auction, and uh, he bid $14,000 for this massive scrap metal. So uh, they're going through it, going through it, and he finds this uh, this box, and inside this box is a is a kind of looks like a gaudy kind of overdone Christmas ornament type egg thing. Here to come to find out, it is uh, it has a little bit of gold on it. So he's like, oh, okay, cool, I can get some gold money for this. This is nice. Takes it and he gets it analyzed and everything, and he found one of the three lost Fabergé eggs worth thirty three million dollars. Holy shit, dude! In wow. a pile of scrap metal, it was hidden after uh, after the czar of you know a lot of the eggs were seized and some of them were hid. But apparently, whatever this egg was hid in got tossed into a scrap heap at some point in time, and it was just rusting. the The shell of what it was in was just rusting away. So they it's been bouncing around for every every for like decades, I guess. And uh, it's covered in diamonds. It has gold on it, and just that the that it is a handcrafted Fabergé egg that opens up and. It's got this little like trinket thing on the inside. It's just it's gorgeous. That's incredible. Just materials alone, and and knowing it's a Faberge egg is worth thirty three million dollars to a collector. It could be well worth over a hundred, two hundred plus million dollars. Wow. So what he's doing right now is he's gotten out of the scrap metal business. Yeah, you think? (laughs) And he has it on loan. And uh, for each location that this egg will go to, he will make, um, I, I don't know, something crazy like, uh, uh, but part of, you know, the Fabergé egg exhibit, he'll make something like, uh, like I don't know, like $50,000 a day for location of where this egg will be shown for right now. So that's, you know, that's just crazy. He still has it. It's his his to own, and it's making him money. So nice. that's amazing. So awesome. God, why can't I have something like that happen? Yeah, all you get is shit falling on you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm happy. I find like a dollar in a coat that I hung up last year, you know? Yeah, really? You're like, yes! I, 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 I like I'm walking down the street and I find a penny. I'm like, holy shit, it's a penny. Copper's worth something now. Uh, too bad they're not all made out of copper. Yeah, everything yeah, everything's cool. made out of nickel now, which is really yeah. stupid because the nickel's not even made out of nickel. Does that make no. fucking sense? Nothing's made out of nothing. <laughs> everything's a fake. That's bullshit. But that's 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 one of them, man. man I that that's kind of cool, dude. That's like one of my favorite stories you've told, sir. Yeah, it just it makes you want to dream. It's like buying that lottery ticket. Hell, you've already you've already bought the lottery ticket. You're part of the MHOG podcast where nothing, nothing is better or sacred. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but uh, and, and the one of the other ones I found, which is kind of interesting, is um, apparently just this week um, it has gone through and was approved. Police in Hawaii 
are allowed when undercover. You know, they go around and, you know, I guess there's a lot of prostitution in Hawaii. Um, yeah. Like looking up and down the Vegas Strip type of thing. Well, there's the prostitutes. They can actually pull up to a prostitute. And, you know, the reason they lost a lot of these cases is that the prostitutes, they, they couldn't go the whole way with the prostitute. Now they can actually have sex with the prostitute, then afterwards arrest them. What? That makes, what? Yeah, that way it, it, it proves that they can, they'll seal the deal. That's horrible. Instead of just, uh, because the prostitutes and, and the, the pimps and stuff now, uh, won't take the money up front, so there's no transaction. So they couldn't bust them all the time because there was no transaction made. So now they decided, well, hey, why don't you just have sex with her, and then once she gets the money, and we'll bust her when she walks out. Yeah, because that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> it's like, hey, honey, I'm going undercover. What are you doing? I'm going to have sex with some prostitutes. I'll be back. Yeah, you know, I just I just kind of I understand their point. In the same sense, I'm like, uh, well, you know, health insurance for the police department now has gone up. Dude, health for everything has gone up. But, I mean, it's just crazy if you think about it. I did my job, and I retired with syphilis, you know. <laughs> I love it when I go get AIDS. I love it. It's good. They should just do that with everything now. Let's let's bust some drug drug dealers and stuff. you got to sit there and get whacked out on coke and meth and stuff, and then after you're out of the haze, you can arrest them. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that just makes sense, you know. Something I would like to do. Let's go do it. Fuck it. Let's be cops to go have sex with prostitutes and, and get high. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Living the dream. Yeah, fuck yeah. If Justin Bieber can do it, we can. That's right. Or Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen's the man. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you got, man? Uh, well, in Walmart, okay, in Lincoln, North Carolina, Link, Link Colton, I think that's what it's called. I don't know, Lynn Colton or some shit like that, North Carolina. The police department have um, caught a fake doctor. A fake doctor? Yes. This guy was, <laughs> this dude was saying that he was a doctor in Walmart a podiatrist and began helping women try on shoes to make them and at one point the man started sucking their toes <laughs> that's so fucked up and he ran away you know you know oh. he, he was doing it for a couple hours they said and <laughs> his breath must really stink so then he fucking he, and the fucking cops probably caught him. I just thought it was the funniest thing. Who the fuck goes to Walmart, tries on shoes with some strange dude, and lets him suck on your toe? I mean, like, that is have so you been? Have you seen the people in Walmart? I mean, yeah, I have. That website's fucked up. But uh, what I'm trying to say is, who the fuck does that? Who? Dude, I mean, do you think it's wrong? Do you man. think something's right by going in and going? All right, let me see. Let's see. Oh yeah, why don't we just fucking stick my foot in this dude's mouth? Well, he, he was like, I need to know if you're, uh, you know, the best way to find out if you have a normal width or a wide width. Here, just stick your foot in my mouth. Yeah. I can do the measurement that way. And I can also clean in between your toes. Isn't that funny? That's that's just messed up, dude. That someone would do, well, you know, people are fucked up. They do all weird type of shit. You know, <laughs> fucking toe sucking and... Uh, I, I don't. I don't mind. I, I don't. I don't care about. I never understood a foot fetish, really. I mean, I think some. T I think you know, women in 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 like heels and stuff. Those that's sexy, you know. But I've never just said, God knows, man. I wish I could suck her feet. I don't know. I think, that would be awesome. I don't mind a foot fetish. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I just, I just, I just don't understand that sort of fetish. I've never really? had that sort of that drive. I guess I don't really have any so much fetishes. I mean, did you, I mean, things you'd like to do. 
But things you do, and if you don't do them, it just makes you nervous. To me, that's a fetish. Like, I really need to do this. It just seems weird to me. I don't really need to do it, but, I mean, I think it's, you know, foot play isn't too bad. No, foot play is fine. It's just... I don't know, dude. I'm, I know a lot of people are freaked out by feet. I don't understand that either. Why are you freaked out about feet? Um, you know, have you? You know, there's a that's a, that's actual phobia. No? Oh yeah, I know, I know. Well, there's a lot of things that are actual phobias, though. That's just phobias are weird. You know, but I just thought that was an interesting. You know, like who the fuck goes to Walmart and thinks it's really cool that <laughs> some dudes there stuff? And he's like, yeah, well, let me fix this foot, this shoe for you. Okay, let me stick <laughs> stick your foot in my mouth. What? Uh, the fuck, dude? Uh, but so gross. He's probably he's probably married. And he went home and kissed his wife. But don't worry, life. don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. The foot sucker doctor is in jail. Well, good. So no more. How they? I mean, they just caught him because he was running through Walmart with with. Like, no, I think Pyre. I think people were. <laughs> I think people were complaining. You know. <laughs> they found him in the aisle with the Listerine and scope. Yeah. Drinking all the bottles, he's trying like, to get the evidence out of his mouth. He was like, ooh. This is rough. I wasn't me. My mouth's minty fresh. But that was a weird situation, dude. That is fucked up. I think it's funny. Ooh. Yes. Here's something. Yes. There is, there could be a new lawsuit with a gaming company. Okay. Um, in favor of a gaming company. Um, apparently, for years now, uh, well, back in the day, Atari lost a lot of money. Remember when uh, he had the 2600s, the 7800s? The Atari systems really fell out of favor. I mean, hard. And they took a fi- major financial loss, primarily due to one major video game. Do you know what video game caused Atari to basically lose their empire? No. E.T., the extraterrestrial. <laughs> Hands down, said to be the worst Atari game ever made. I had it. I actually liked the game. I did, too. I owned it. I st- actually, I think I still own a copy of it. I think I own a cartridge of it. Um as much as you would think, because it's an E.T. game, it'd be worth a lot of money. It isn't. Atari, I mean, maybe to a collector of E.T. stuff, but Atari says no. They're, they're not even going to acknowledge it. Um, they had a contract to produce X amount of E.T. games through, I can't remember who did it. Uh, I think it was uh, Fuel Entertainment or something like that, or, or Lightbox Interactive. I can't remember. It was one of those big companies like that. Um, but it has been reported, and they got permission in New Mexico in a landfill, a cache of E.T. video games <laughs> has been found. No, I mean a cache. I'm talking an investment value from Atari of something ridiculous like, and this was back in the 80s. Well, right? yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're talking. So just think of this translation. About $65 million. Just insane. Of E.T. video game cartridges. Wow. So they finally got permission from the government to excavate this landfill. Um, apparently, that that was overproduced and kept being they, uh, Atari kept being charged for these games. Said that they that they were you know so popular and everything. Well, they they keep producing them, taking Atari's money and uh, shipping them to uh, false locations, and then getting rid of the evidence and saying that they were sold. Wow. So now if uh, they get these uh, the evidence dug up, they can go back on the people who did this and basically clear them out. I mean, basically redeem themselves for that piece of shit video game. But uh, it, it, the if they were to win, I mean, they could really, really, they want they to get this money so they can put Atari back on the map. 
You know, I mean, they still do games. You know, you still can get an Atari game. Like, you know, even if Atari makes games for Xbox and stuff like that. Right. But they they really lost cred uh, after all of that. You know, they, it was it was such a it was it was a disaster because those systems really made gaming for gamers. I mean, that's when we first became a console gamer, really. If you think about it, you had Atari, you had ColecoVision, you have the, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. But they were the leader, and they were completely knocked out of the picture almost overnight because company and this video game. So uh, good on Atari. If they if they can get make this happen, um, they really want they want to start uh, producing. And I don't know how well it would do now. It's, the industry's changed so much, but there is talks of them coming out with a new system that would supposedly, and uh, you know how long that would take. You're probably looking like 10 years down the road now, but and so much changes then. But uh, they would love to get back in the uh, the big game with the uh, console gaming system. I'm sure, but it's going to take, dude. Oh, yeah. It's not going to happen. But if anything, they're going to recoup a lot of money if they win these lawsuits because those companies made billions of dollars off of Atari's loss. That's so fucking crazy. And so, yeah. insane. So I thought that was kind of neat. So let's recap. $33 million egg, <laughs> police, sex, and prostitutes, and Atari gets its day in court. Yeah. Oh, don't forget. Don't forget. Sucking toes. Sucking toes. <laughs> and I, what was the first one that I brought up? I don't even remember now. See? Well, see, I don't remember either. Yeah, way to pay attention. Way to pay attention. Hey, I'm, I'm glad I remember those ones. Yeah. And I have the list in front of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I had it, but I deleted it off my my <laughs> my computer. Um, so the, uh, I was gonna say the episode with uh, Mr. Uh, Flanboy uh, did very well. I think people seem to really like him when he's on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it blew up, man. Um, actually, this month has been fantastic for us. We're, we're doing extremely well in March, and we're gonna keep Thank it going. Thank you, everybody. Uh, but I do have one more brief story before we run away. Okay. Um, I know it's going to be a short show, but we just kind of giving you guys a little something for the, for the oh, week. Oh, we, we, we probably have some extra stuff in around there. We can definitely add to this thing here for sure. Uh, but some radio gold episode or something. No, man, that, that's, that stays away. We don't, we don't use that unless we do do a complete. Unless we do do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the band uh, M.O.D., are you familiar with M.O.D.? Um, members of S.O., well, the singers from S.O.D., and, you know, they had the controversial albums and stuff like that in the ni- yes. 80s and 90s. Um, well, they actually have a um, kind of like a Kickstarter. It's called a Fund Them. Uh, they're trying to raise 20 grand to produce their new record. Uh, and when they do, um, it will all be free. All they're doing is trying. They're only taking donations of five bucks. That's it. Everybody donate five dollars, and when they get to their goal, they're going to put their record out, and everybody it's going to be able to be downloaded for free. They're going to share the record for nothing, which I think is pretty awesome. <laughs> that is kind of cool. Uh, just as a just as a repromotion thing, they're doing. What do you mean? So I mean, why why not make a dime off of it? I don't know. That's what they want, man. I don't know what. I mean, all they're doing is, you know, five bucks, download the custom, you know, download for the donation, and that's it. You get it? Well, that's kind of cool. I thought, so I thought it was good. really awesome of those dudes, you know. And 
Um, I, I'm, I'm going to try to get in touch with the singer Billy Milano and try to get him on the show so they can promote this and get their album yeah, I'd funded. Like to learn more about it. Get their album funded. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, they only got a, they only got a month to get it twenty grand, you know. So hopefully they get it. Because it yeah, really, sure. it would be really, really cool. I mean, I know if I had a record I wanted to put out, and you know, I had enough fans worldwide that that I could do it, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's that'd be phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. No, that'd be great if we could get a hold of them, and because uh, that that, that kind of piques my interest in you know what spawned them to do this. Yeah, I know, I don't know, but it seems pretty cool. I really like the band. I've always liked the band, even though they were crazy. <laughs> so one of my uh, all-time favorite records was uh, USA for MOD. I mean, who could who could forget classics like um, the Hate Tank and AIDS? I mean, you know, <laughs> it was a fantastic record. I mean, when a guy goes the Love Boat, the Hate Tank. I mean, come on. <laughs> and when you take the abbreviation for AIDS and call it anal inflicted death sentence, whoa, that's fucking gold right there, dude. Hey, that's that's an acronym right there. You know, I mean, fuck the Middle East. <laughs> hey. Come on. Hey, the music still translates sometimes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, are you hungry? Yes, uh, I am. That is a song about Ethiopia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other good ones off of there, man, but it was... Uh, the Oh, shit, what is it? Um, the Ballad of Harry or something like that? or uh, That shit was hysterical. Um, of course. And, and I always found it funny. It was S-O-D, M-O-D. It's like, man... Just not really creative on the name thing, are they? Well, SOD was actually kind of like their joke band. Like, they weren't supposed to be a band. And then um, MOD was Billy Milano's band. Okay. Yeah, and they just called it See, I was, I, I, not until, I know I was, this is so anti-metal of me, but I was not really familiar with MOD until just a couple of years ago. Really? I'm surprised. Yeah, I just was not on my band radar. Wow. I know it's weird. I know it's weird. I mean... I mean, they're, but, they're, they were a big, you know, big... Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I was like, how did I miss this section of of these bands? You know, there's <laughs> quite a... I, you know, you get stuck in your own little world when it comes to music and stuff, and you just don't... I don't know. It just wasn't It wasn't on my, my bandar. Your bandar. My band radar. It band also sounds like bandar the barbarian. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, man. Which that guy who draws him is really awesome. I know you know. I've said the story before. Oh, of um, Thundar the Barbarian. Thundar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks an awful lot like He-Man. Uh, but you know what's really funny is that dude. After he drew Thundar, he went to draw He-Man. So it's pretty. It's so that's weird. It's like hey, I draw this guy really good. <laughs> we'll just keep using them. Well, change, I mean, honestly, honestly, back in the seventies and eighties, dude. Really? I mean, come on. There wasn't really much to the heroes in any of those cartoons. And he also kind of looked like the guy from the Herculoids. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. They were all kind of that same style because, guess what? He drew them all. That's really messed up that he just dawned on me now that that was the same drawing with (laughs) different short pants. (laughs) The Herculoids had fur underwear. Well, He-Man had purple tights. No, 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 no. Prince Adam, oh, that was Prince Adam had whatever. It's the same dude. It's like no, it's, Clark, it's Superman. Same thing. It's completely the same. <laughs> and uh, and Thundar. That's just really bizarre. Well, we need to picture all. I need to picture all three of those ones together and just go look at this. <laughs> this is just messed up. He fooled an entire generation over and over again. It was the first animated cosplayer. <laughs> 
You know what's also crazy? Mm. Is the He-Man toy line. They made millions off of the same figure mold. Exactly. It's, it's, think about that. Now think about, I mean, well, really look at toys in general. I mean, I mean, well, you got the He-Man. All they did was take the He-Man body and put a skeleton face on it. There you had Skeletor. Right. But then they started getting a little more complicated because then they started getting like clawful with the weird hands and they did, you know, they did a few different characters that actually had different, you know, body yeah. parts that they had to use. Yeah, tin of orange and put a little fur on his shoulders and head and it's Beast Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the original Beast Man didn't have fur at all. He was just a plastic dude that was actually, um, like, oh, I mean, molded to look like fur, you know, like, yeah, that's that's what I mean. You just gave him that fur look, that's the one I had. They, they didn't have the actual fur until Hordax crew came out. No, I take that back. Moss Man had that green, like, astro turf glued to him. Remember that? Yes, yeah. he looked like he had a big gilly, yeah, and he stunk. Yes, I mean, I mean, well. Stinkor also had that weird I'm going to smell like a skunk smell on him, but cause that was really weird. It was like a fucking scratch and sniff sticker, you know? But Yeah, you know you know how they did that, though. They used to... All those toys were made pretty much in a sweatshop. <laughs> and they, they used to... After one was produced, uh, they'd stick one under some sweaty guy's ass until the next one was handed to him, and he'd just package it and put it away. That's pretty gross. That's how they did it, man. That's it was it was low tech but effective. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, we need to get one of those guys on the air talk, talking about how he used to have a, a a beast man up his ass for like twenty minutes at a time. I'm actually trying to get um, Mr. Wait, let me rephrase that because that's gross. I'm trying to get Mr. Cook to come on the show, Tom Cook, to come do an interview because I think that'd be really cool. Because that oh, that would be cool. that dude really did you know really was a like part of all of our you know lives as a kid even though he didn't know i mean i mean the dude was in our living rooms every fucking saturday and every i mean they after just school you know what i mean they just don't do that anymore i and we've we've said it before on past shows but there is no decent cool saturday morning cartoons that that aren't just mind-numbing you know, mind-numbing stupidity. You know, even the even the, the thing with the Saturday morning cartoons when we grew up is there was there was it, they were fun, but there was some usually a, a, there was usually you know you learn something from them in more of a an adult way of learning about it, not like you know learning about the color blue. You know, right. nothing stupid. You know, there was actually morals like Mr. Teach, stay school. You know, don't be a fool. You know, auto teen. You know, there was that stuff. You know, Did you just say auto like teen? Yeah, remember auto teen? No. Auto he turned into a he turned into a car. Yeah, he turned into that red vet, but it wasn't Auto Teen. It was it, I forget what it was called. I thought it was called Auto Teen. Uh uh-uh. uh, it was something else. I can't remember the name exactly though. Teen Auto. <laughs> no. It was something like that. It was not Teen Auto. I don't. That just it was Auto that Teen. E- that even sounds wrong. Well, I swear it was something. It was something Auto, wasn't it? I don't. Car Kid. No, it was not Car Kid. <laughs> even worse. <laughs> it's Car Kid. Car kid, you know. I mean, and they always had the the little kid cartoons prior to the really good ones, like Monchichis, you know, Care Bears, um, Snorks, um, shit like that. Then all of a sudden, we get into the good stuff. Like you knew the good stuff was coming when Scooby Doo hit, right, right, right. Because it was a crossover. I mean, it was a little mystery. It was it was still kind of kiddie, but it was still mystery. And then all of a sudden, you you were always keeping your fingers crossed that there was going to be a special guest like Scooby Doo meets Batman, Scooby Doo meets the Globetrotters, yeah, Phyllis Diller, <laughs> right, 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 Jonathan Winters, Jonathan Winters, whatever. I mean, there was it was called it Turbo was so, Teen. 
The answer to what it was, Turbo Teen. I knew it was something like with a car, <laughs> but it was not Auto Teen. Auto Teen. What's it? Well, how's that better than Turbo Teen? Dude, Turbo Teen sounds way better. Come on. Oh yeah, it does. Come on. And he, I, it was always kind of creepy. His hands would turn into tires, and <laughs> his face would stretch like a big like a big snatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why all the ki- all the kids were into cars. No, it wasn't. Well, I never got into those cars. <laughs> never. That's why guys always name their cars after girls. Oh, and I want to thank I want to thank our, um, our our super fan, Mister Patrick, for correcting me and saying that uh, Amy's favorite record was actually Seasons in the Abyss. It was not Hello Eights. Yes, thank God. I knew that was wrong. I, well, I didn't remember. I, I just I don't remember that record that well. Just like you're wrong with Auto Teen. It's not Auto Teen, son. That was the that was the the sequel to it. I was talking about the second one. And um, I also want to send a big M Hog fuck you and we hope you burn in hell to um, the Westboro Baptist Church leader Fred Phelps, who finally is dead. And uh, thank God that he took him. Wow. I didn't know he uh, he was at, he, I didn't know he died. Yeah, he finally died, and, and it was really funny. Is Slayer is actually going to protest his funeral? How awesome is that? Wow! Because because they protested Jeff Hanneman's funeral, and which is really fucking ridiculous. And uh, I think it's great that Slayer's going to go over there and give him a big fuck you. I think the uh, U.S. military should send them cakes. Yeah, laced with uh, or something. Laced with you know, cyanide. <laughs> Something that's like, oh, hey, it's a, I heard it's a party. Here's a cake. Yeah. Now, I, hate to be, I hate to be that kind of person, but he was a piece of shit, so, you know. No, he did a lot of, they, I mean. They did a lot of good, uh, really? Really? You're going to defend this piece of gold? No, I'm not going to say there anything they did was good. It was like they did a lot of shitty things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, did, they, were, they were here, and they were everywhere. They came to Savannah, protesting and shit, and uh, I don't know. It's just stupid. It was a stupid thing, and this dude deserves to be gone. And I mean, but where, where does that type of church go from this point? <laughs> they go to hell. No, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, if you were known as a known member of the Westboro Baptist Church, do you think you're really going to be accepted many places? No, technically, technically, I don't. I don't even think they use it as they use the name church just so they could get by on being a um, what do you call it a. Uh, Oh, fuck. A non-profit organization? Uh, they basically were just like the Klan, if you really want to know. I mean, that's that's how I feel behind it. They weren't really a church. I, uh, to, comparatively speaking, at times, I think the Klan's nicer people than they were. Well, yeah, yeah. At least the Klan, I don't think the Klan would protest a frickin', um funeral, for crying out loud. No, or soldiers, at least. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bad, bad situation. But definitely better dressers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and on that note, people, I think we have uh, drawn our line and sucked ourselves down into the this little rabbit hole. So remember, guys, May 9th, don't forget it. Sketch that in your damn notebooks, on your calendars, and every other goddamn thing you have. If you're a true fan, go get it tattooed. Yes, right on your face and send us a picture. <laughs> really, not on your not on your face. That's terrible. Don't listen to that. Do it, do it on your ass and moon us. Do a moonshot. Send us pictures of your ass with the, the date on it. Hey, if you guys, I'll tell you what. If the, the first three people to send us a picture of them mooning us with Imhog rules and the May 9th date written on their ass doesn't have to be in marker. No, no tattoos. You know, maybe like a permanent marker or something like that. And you send it to us. I will guarantee you a shirt. Well, that's awesome. I will guarantee you one of the shirts. 
So you're going to get a T-shirt for a picture and the words on your ass. That's going to be awesome. That's that's a good. Uh, yes, that's nice. And send it you to know. send it to the email, which is now our booking email. So you got to check it. It's called m h o g booking at gmail dot com. That's, that's great. M h o g booking at gmail dot com. So look, hit us up. Send us the pictures. That way, you don't send them somewhere and people see them. Just send them to our booking email. And um, yeah, <laughs> the first three people to do it, I will get you a shirt. That's awesome. We'll have an that's a good deal, people. Right there. So, yeah. thanks, guys, for listening. Please spread the word about our show. Love us, hate us, whatever you do, spread the word. We want to be like right. we want to be like the you know the plague of 2014. So <laughs> spread us around. But we we do appreciate all the all the listens, all the follows on Twitter. Um, dev, you know, keep 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 uh, talking with us on Twitter. Uh, if you message us on 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 Twitter or Facebook, you know we will get back to you. We promise. Yes. Uh, especially Twitter, uh, we're we're pretty pretty on that right now. So um, yeah. Yeah, don't forget about that promo. That's great. Want a T-shirt? Right on your ass. Get it to us. <laughs> hey, and if you come to the show and moon us with that on your ass, we will take a picture of you and us with your ass. We'll get it printed out, and we'll sign it for you. There you go. There you go. So our face is your ass and the signature. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, one last thing. One last thing. We'll, we will have another surprise coming soon from one of our favorite listeners, Miss Hannah. She is going to be doing something for us, hopefully, if it gets approved. So I'll make that announcement as soon as I find out more. That's awesome. So, I'm excited. Yes, yes. So remember, I was your host, Wayne. Adam is no longer here. He is out in the middle of Florida, Florida, Florida having some fun. But he will be back next week. And that guy over there is? I'm the rum guy. And remember, children, to keep it metal! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the MHOG Podcast, where no subject is sacred. Tune in next Thursday when our guest is the magical Tim Lottie. Adieu, adieu, parting with such sweet sorrow. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>